Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning and welcome to a Thursday, 25 degrees in downtown Boise. Enjoy the warm temperatures this morning. Ten days until Christmas. Ten days till Christmas. We've got one day uh, before we get a Siberian Arctic blast that is going to be hitting most of the United States, including here in the Treasure Valley. You you just can't get good stuff from Russia anymore. I guess not. Um, I, I think we should, uh, you know, sue them or uh, declare war for sending us this Siberian blast. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. It's Temperatures uh, across the Treasure Valley could be headed to the single uh, digits over the next three or four days. Teens, low teens uh, by tomorrow morning and uh, Saturday morning. So uh, the good news is for those of you who want a uh, white Christmas, there's a good chance oh, yeah. because the snow that we have right now could be sticking around for a while. That's, that's a good point. I mean, you could have a white Christmas just from the frost. Yeah. A um, couple of stories to update you on. I don't know if you got the bejesus scared out of you last night uh, when the twice uh, alert went off. Yeah. I'm sitting there about half dozing, and all of a sudden, every, I, yeah. I mean, it goes over both mine and my wife's phone Um all the Alexas started going on. Yeah. It's like, you, you think something serious might be happening. Well, it was. Yeah. Um, 84-year-old man apparently was uh, out lost, hadn't been seen for a while, so they had sent out the uh, alert last night. The good news is the man has been found safe and sound. Good. He took a vehicle, and apparently he hadn't driven for uh, quite a long time. So um, it's another one of those uh, proofs on uh, how well... That the, the system uh, Amber works. Alert works. Yeah. yeah. How many times have this gone out? You know, it, it, for those of you who don't remember, before the Amber Alert, you know, you just wouldn't have people even know that this person was missing oh, until yeah. they left. They read the paper or heard the news the next morning. Right. And uh, quite often, the you know, the person wouldn't be found or wouldn't be found for weeks. Uh, now, with those Amber Alerts, usually they don't even get out of town before somebody says, hey, I found them. Yeah. R.J. Lewis um, of Nampa was the name of the person. He was mm. found safe and sound last night. So well, Good for R.J. For anybody who uh, may have helped in uh, that Amber Alert and finding him, um, thank you for doing that. And it was great, you know, to hear that uh, that did indeed happen. Yeah. It's, I mean, it turns out to be a good story when it you know, yeah. ends up that way. Yep. Um, Dow futures down 280 points as of right now. Yeah, so the good stories are over then? Good stories are over. Okay. The, uh, we gave it almost nine minutes. Dow yesterday, and, and we talked about this because the, the stock market was already pricing in a 50 basis points, half point increase in the Fed rate yesterday. So that was what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what they got. So if you're wondering, well, then, you know, the stock market dropped over 400 points very quickly after the announcement it wasn't the announcement the stock market dropped over 400 points by the close of the day because of what fed chairman jerome powell said after (laughs) the announcement that he would be dropping um the fed rate or upping the fed rate by half a point this was something we talked about with jeremiah bates yesterday morning it's like don't pay attention to the announcement because the stock market you know, already expects that. The only way that that's going to change anything is if you know what the basis point raise was less or more 
than expected. I think some people did pay attention to it. The problem was you have to listen to afterwards. And what he said afterwards was they're still not done increasing the Fed rate going into 2023. They expect the Fed rate to be raised another point to a point and a half through 2023 to deal with inflation. Because even though inflation looks to be a little bit better as we head into the uh, end of the year, um, Jerome Powell said that it is still very sticky and that they will be continuing to do anything and everything they can to do away with inflation. I think a lot of people hear this and, and they hear, you know, the, the solution to rising prices is we're going to give you something that ultimately will probably cost you more money. The thing, uh, the thing with this is an, an unfortunate part of this is when you look at it is they're still waiting for the jobs for people to start laying people off. I I know that sounds horrible. I think it starts December 26th. What's that? Laying people off. Oh, you think it's going to be a day after Christmas? People, I don't know. The week after Christmas, people do a lot of shopping too, but I mean, there are usually extra jobs in December and then in January they're gone. Well, they're not talking about temporary jobs. They're talking about companies laying off people, full-time workers. Uh, Well, okay, there we go. Yeah, um, because unemployment rate still sits around 3.5% for the nation. Mm-hmm. And they said people are still keeping their jobs, so that means that companies still have money to spend. They're still spending money. Um, you see that you know we set records during some of the shopping days this year, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. People were spending record amounts of money, so apparently this yeah. still still not are, hurting enough to get people to stop spending people, money which would slow the economy down are people earning record amounts of money no. or just or just spending record well, they, amounts they, of money? they may be earning record amounts but it's much less so if you get a yeah. if you got a four percent raise this year you actually lost money because inflation is at 7.1 percent and there we have it the latest number so Economics, what, 101, or is that 102? Uh, you learn that. 105? Could be 201. Maybe you don't learn that until your yeah. sophomore year. Something like that. So the unfortunate thing is that the government is still trying to hurt us so that they can help us. Great. What, doesn't that just sound crazy? Uh, yeah. That's, gonna... that's what I was talking about. I said, you know, <laughs> people are like, okay, we're going to make it worse for you so it'll improve things. We're gonna we're gonna keep with the pain <laughs> because eventually this is gonna make you feel better. So that's that's like hitting yourself on the head with a hammer because it feels so good when you stop. Yeah, oh, fantastic! <laughs> Isn't that kind of what it is? That's that's logic. Um, I mean, I get it. You can't let just you know runaway inflation keep happening, or you have a Venezuela we can, on your hands. We can and will. I don't think anybody wants to see seventy or eighty percent inflation. Yeah. I mean, good grief. Look what 7.1% is doing as of right now. So that's a couple of things that uh, we'll be talking about. I'm sure we're going to be talking with uh, Jeremiah Bates um, a little bit later this morning on this. Um, another thing that we're going to be talking about this morning, it, it's kind of interesting, um, and we'll talk more about this. Um, people that say that the Senate cannot get bipartisan bills passed um, yesterday, 
a bill passed in the Senate with 100% participation from Republicans and Democrats. 100%. Yeah, that 100%. does. 100%. That does qualify as uh, bipartisan. And the crazy part is, it was something that Donald Trump got vilified, criticized, and laughed at three years ago. The U.S. Senate. Maybe, maybe he just said it wrong. The U.S. Senate late last night passed a bill to ban TikTok on all government owned devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Governor Little declared that uh, it was also banned on all Idaho government devices. Just about two hours before this happened. Yeah. Two, three hours before this happened. So if you work for the government, either state government here in Idaho, federal government, you're no longer allowed to participate in TikTok no more. We'll talk more at, about at that. Li- at least up. not on your government computer. At home, eh, do what you want. KBY News Time 615. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it is brought to you by the Pork Belly and Cuna. Open up here in about 45 minutes for some of the best breakfast you're going to find anywhere. Don't believe me? Get in and find out at Pork Belly and Cuna. Good morning. Well, we heard earlier this week that Boise State was pretty close to announcing who was going to be their next offensive coordinator with Dirk Cutter on his way out at the end of this season. Well, we didn't expect that it would be yesterday, but at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, Coach Andy Avalos made the announcement that former Boise State quarterback Bush Hamden would be the Broncos' new offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. Here's what Coach Avalos had to say about him. Um, As we went through this uh, process, it was uh, very evident. Um, And as we know, being around Bush throughout this uh, profession here, I mean, we work together. It's been years now, but it's unbelievable. the things that he's been able to accomplish, the things he's been able to grow in. Uh, he is a great leader that's proven of young men and leading men around him. Um, he is an unbelievable teacher. Uh, the way he communicates, the progressions uh, that he teaches within. Um, and we're talking about the development of the quarterback, the implementation of an offense, the ability to um, put an offense together and build a game plan. Um, he's done this uh, at a very high level. And uh, that experience, and again, it's not just the experience and what he's done, but how he does it is what excites us. And we'll be able to uh, bring a, an offensive coordinator here that can create and continue to build on the standard that we've created here on, our, on the offensive side of the ball. Now, just for clarity, Dirk Cutter will be calling the plays during the Frisco-Texas Bowl on Saturday. That game's set to kick off at 7.15 this Saturday evening right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. That's toll-free from wherever you may be listening this morning, and that reaches very wide in the uh, dark of the early morning hours, way up into Canada, we got all over the place. So if you're listening uh, this morning and want to participate in the show, you're encouraged. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, or text us, 208-336-3700. By the way, that number is going to come in handy a couple times this morning. Once again, another chance for you to pick up tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We'll give those tickets away coming up a little bit later this morning. And we will also have $50 gifts to make it to Costa Vida with our Casper and Chris Damn near impossible question coming up for you. Um, love to hear what your uh, thoughts are on the Bush Hamden hire, offensive coordinator. Um, 
it's it's funny reading social media. I, I really feel that nobody would have been happy with anybody that they hired unless it was Kellen Moore. <laughs> That's probably so, but he's, uh, I think, as we have pointed out, not going to take the pay cut from the NFL to come here anytime soon, we assume. Well, and here's the other thing. He is having a wildly successful season with Cowboys again this year. Cowboys mm-hmm. are doing very well. Look like I mean, they're a team headed to the playoffs, and the offense is, uh, once again this year, been on fire, and they have a much better defense. So the team's doing well. They're, they're not going to do... Uh, you're not going to get Kellen Moore, I don't think. His his dream is to coach in the NFL, which his, I think uh, he's going to be doing pretty soon. And his, uh, as you say, his stock is pretty high right now. Yeah. Now, Bush Hannon, I, I'm wondering how much Dirk Kempthorne, Dirk Kempthorne, um, Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter, <laughs> Dirk Kempthorne had nothing to do with it. Uh, Dirk Cutter had to do with this hire. And the only reason I say that is because Bush Hannon was uh, quarterback's coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in Matt, Matty Ice, his uh, biggest, one of his biggest years, he was the quarterback coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, Dirk Cutter was also head coach for the Falcons. So I wonder how much input, I, ha- I have to guess that he had a lot of input. And there were a lot of people from what uh, head coach Andy Avalos said were interested in his job because of the amount of talent that Boise State has coming up. Based on in the offense, based on where he's been in his career, Bush Hamden definitely knows how to pack up his stuff and uh, and move. Because uh, in 2009, he uh, was a graduate assistant at Colorado University of Colorado, and then in 2010, the next year, he uh, coached at Maryland, and then in 2011, he was the tight ends coach at Sacramento State, and then in 2012, the wide receivers coach at Florida. And then in 2013, the uh, co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Arkansas State. And you notice these are all one-year jobs. 2014, he was at Davidson College, or Davidson University there in uh, North Carolina. 2015, uh, University of Washington. 2016, still at Washington. 2017, with the Atlanta Falcons. 2018 and 19, back at Washington. 2020 and 21 and 22 at Missouri. And now he's at Boise State. And once again, you will notice a, uh, especially over the last few years, a something that's kind of I don't know if it, it's not a coincidence. He has worked within the uh, Boise State coaching tree with Chris Peterson at Washington mm-hmm. and Eli Drinkwitz at and Missouri and Derek Cutter. So he he's definitely cut from the BSU uh, coaching tree and uh, coming home again. He played quarterback. Not very often, and, but he played quarterback for and, Boise uh, State University. Arkansas State, I think that was uh, Brian Harson, wasn't it? Might, you might be correct. Yeah. yeah, you might be correct. 208-336-3700. Just uh, wanted to get your thoughts on what you think of the hire. By the way, I did check. Um, National Signing Day is next Wednesday, which is weird, just a few days before Christmas. So the 21st is National Signing Day. We'll find out some of the recruits. And this is Andy Avalos trying to, uh, he said he would have a new offensive coordinator before National Signing Day. So mm-hmm. he did reach that goal, National Signing Day, and we'll be keeping up with uh, all the latest signings coming up next Wednesday morning here on News Talk KBOI. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
<laughs> son, of a, son of a nutcracker. I hadn't heard that one before. Uh, it is 642. It is uh, a holiday season. Uh, once again, we are uh, getting you ready, as mentioned earlier, 10 days until Christmas. Get that kind of Christmas feeling with the uh, snow that came down yesterday. I was actually surprised that it didn't collect a little bit more as hard as that was coming down about uh, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. That's, that's the theme from Christmas Vacation, isn't yep. it? Yeah, yeah, I love this song. I love this movie. Da, 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 Christmas Vacation. I've only seen it, uh, I think, three times already this uh, holiday oh, season. Say, you only seen it three times? This this holiday season. This year. Okay, I understand It's one of those that. movies when it comes on, I have to watch it. I don't, it's just, even though I've seen it over a hundred times. Uh, Roger uh, writes in this morning. Now, this has to do with the story we were talking uh, about yesterday um, with the psychic from Texas who claimed she knew exactly who killed the uh, four students at the University of Idaho said that it was a professor who ordered an ex-boyfriend to kill those four students and said she got that psychically. And she's not worried about, you know, whether or not she's going to get in trouble because she knows she's right because, you know, hey, she's a psychic. Um, the problem is she also named the professor, gave the address and phone number. <laughs> yeah. This, by the way professor has a family with kids roger writes in i am normally a person not a person who gets enraged over stories i hear on the radio but that story you guys talked about yesterday about the psychic in texas saying she knew that a university professor ordered an ex-boyfriend to kill those four university students has me fuming she could have just said it and left it at that but no she had to name the professor get out the address and the phone number would put her family in life in danger her defense for doing what she did, saying she isn't worried about being charged with a crime or sued because psychically she knows she's 100% correct. Like I said, I'm not a violent person, but this isn't, isn't this the reason God invented hitmen? <laughs> I'm not sure that that's I mean, if you, if, if you believe in psychic powers, then maybe you think there's something to this. If you don't, then you probably assume she's a you know, full-blown wackaloon. And here's the thing, and he's right, and I said this yesterday. If you have a psychic reading and you know who did it, perfect. Say it. Say, hey, I know who did it. You could even say and get away with it probably if you wanted to, and nobody would have a problem. I mean, people would still probably have a problem. Say, a professor. I see a professor yeah. at the University of Idaho told told an ex-boyfriend however, of one of the students to it, kill them. However, without any actual, uh, uh, well, let's put it this way, was it uh, concrete proof, I guess, with without any actual physical proof, uh, it's kind of irresponsible to then say, and here's their name and yeah, you know address. That, that's I mean, it's put the the family's life in danger. Um, by the way, uh, Roger goes on to write, "I hope she gets sued for everything she owns and will own in the future." Did she <laughs> not learn anything from the Alex Jones case? You know, but she she probably <laughs> not. My not guess, wrong. my guess is she doesn't uh, see herself in that company because she doesn't think Alex Jones is a psychic. No, but you could put them both in the uh, same universe as being idiots. Or at least, you know, slanderers. Yeah. 645-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. Time for another check on sports. Big story of the day. New offensive coordinator um, coming into Boise State University. This update on sports with Rick Worthington is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda. Don't forget, not only a great place to go for lunch,
or breakfast. They open up at 7 o'clock every morning, seven days a week, with the exception of Christmas Day. Uh, don't forget, we've got a sweet deal coming up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. You can get a $50 Pork Belly gift certificate for only $25 by going to KBOI.com. Good morning. Boise State has announced their former quarterback, Bush Hamden, as the new offensive coordinator for the football team. We know that the Broncos are getting set to play in the Frisco, Texas Bowl. Coach Andy Avalos answered questions from the media yesterday via Zoom. Coach, uh, when you look at uh, Bush's uh, background at a lot of different levels, pro, college, a number of different quarterbacks uh, that he's worked with, what impressed you most? Well, number one that he has done, he's, he's coached multiple positions on the offense side of the ball at multiple levels, as you said. He's coached at uh, the highest level in college. Um, and being power, a power five coordinator, um, he is coached in the NFL. He's coached quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been in and around different arenas. Um, and what comes from that again, uh, Bush has learned and grown through that experience. And, and when you sit down and you guys get a, the opportunity to sit down and talk to Bush, you're going to see how sharp Bush is. We all from being around him, and, you know, I've obviously known Bush for a long time and I'm extremely excited because of the growth that I've seen and, um, you know, and, and just, uh, not only as a coach, but Bush is a man and, um, the type of person he is, uh, the ability to, uh, again, lead young men and lead a staff and lead, help lead a program. Um, it's not just from the offensive standpoint, but he's been a part of some really good programs that he will bring the knowledge to to help lead our program. Once again, the Broncos playing North Texas in the Frisco, Texas Bowl on Saturday. Kickoff at 715 right here. I'm Rick Worthington. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up after news at the uh, top of the hour, stick around. Moscow Police Captain Roger Lanier did an interview yesterday about the investigation, gave uh, some info about... What he uh, was doing when he got the call also talks about uh, rumors and speculation on social media and uh, how that has played into the investigation. We'll hear his thoughts coming up here, like I said, after top of the hour news. Also on the way in the 8 o'clock hour, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Once again, if you're looking to get into a new home in the new year, they can help out. 208-888-4128. Our question today, Bad Santa is the holiday movie that has the most swear words at 255. It's not even close. Number one. <laughs> Our question today, which is the holiday movie that has the second most cuss words in it? Checking in with just 86 swear words. If you know, stick around. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Currently 26 degrees, warm degrees, when you compare it uh, over the next week or so, as uh, Siberian Arctic Blast will be headed uh, into uh, North America, including most of the United States, including here in Idaho, with temperatures dropping to the low teens, as you heard, possibly single digits in some of the areas. So if you haven't covered up your pumpkin plants yet, you might want to do that. Actually, they're dead already. <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, they're out there frozen solid. 
The uh, Dow Futures down now 352 points. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates. Uh, I'm pretty sure this has to uh, do with the uh, Fed singling, uh, signaling more rate hikes to come in 2023. You heard in the uh, news there this morning that the uh, rate hikes probably going to be continuing um, into 2024. We'll talk with Jeremiah yesterday, I, yesterday on the Dow watching it. And just like he said, don't pay attention to what he says the Fed run uh, Fed rate is going to do. Listen to his comments afterwards, and sure enough, uh, Dow was up over three hundred points. And as soon as he started talking about uh, the future of I- increasing the uh, rate throughout twenty twenty three, stock market took about a four hundred point dump in a matter of <laughs> minutes. But we'll talk with Jeremiah. Get your uh, get his input coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, right now, um, it's been a little while since uh, anybody from the Moscow Police Department has talked publicly about the investigation going on, which enters month number two of the four students who were killed at the University of Idaho um, in a uh, stabbing attack a month ago. Moscow Police Captain Roger Lanier, in an interview yesterday, talked about how um, and when he heard about the murders and uh, also his reaction. Well, it was hard. I got called at home. It was on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, it took me a second. I I really had to think about what I had just heard. Four murders in Moscow, Idaho is so out of character, and uh, at the time they were fairly certain it was college students and it was near the campus, and that area is kind of a campus community. So. once I, I got over the initial shock, I knew that I was coming to the station. So I drove in, and everybody just kind of fell into a roll. That was a all-hands-on-deck moment Sunday afternoon. It became fairly apparent when I got to the scene that we were going to need resources outside of just what the Moscow Police Department could provide. And we have a, a very, very good working relationship with the Idaho State Police. We knew what their capabilities were, and so that was the first call that we made to uh, have their investigative team come up and help us process the scene. The scene wasn't chaos, you know, the neighborhood, but it was very, very somber. Like I said, that is a community of college students that live over there. Many of them, through word of mouth, knew what had happened. They were standing outside. There was a lot of crying. There were friends trying to find out who exactly was inside the house. Some family members that arrived on scene. It was incredibly hard for the community, but it was also really, really hard on our officers, some of whom were very young, and that was uh, the first real major crime scene that they had encountered. So uh, emotionally, it was a very, very draining day. But uh, resources came, and then uh, the first about three days was just an adjustment trying to get resources in place and then get a system that worked for everybody. The FBI got involved almost immediately, <clears throat> and the FBI, the Idaho State Police, and the Moscow Police Department all have a little bit different way of doing things, and that's okay, but when you're working collectively, you have to put a system in place that starts information flowing, and you can handle it in a logical manner. So uh, fortunately, the FBI has some experience in those areas, and they were very, very good at helping us set up their virtual command post. And then once everything was in place, it became a very, very systematic method of processing the information that was coming in. Once again, Moscow Police Captain Roger Lanier talking about the uh, murder investigation going on. He also um, talked about what role rumors and speculation on social media has played in the investigation, plus what 
could be coming next. That has been by far the most frustrating part of this. We've always closely guarded the information that we've discovered at the scene and our investigative information because we want to protect the integrity of this investigation. And just look at social media and the rumors that fly out there. A small piece of information that has speculation added to it just takes its own life on the internet and starts rumors and then we find ourselves not only tracking those rumors down and trying to quell them but also we see our tips that come in are uh, geared more toward the rumor not the facts that have been put out and the the really unfortunate part of it is the effect that it's had on the victims families on the college students and friends of these of the victims some of whom have had death threats and uh, constant harassment by various uh, media outlets. So it, it's been devastating in some ways, in many ways, it just re-victimizes folks who have already suffered this terrible trauma. What is next for this investigation? Well, this investigation is not cold. We get tips every day that are viable. We get dozens and dozens of tips uh, we sort through them, we prioritize them, and for sure, some of them are not, are not good tips. They're not even relevant to the case. But every single day, we get a good amount of viable tips. And those tips help us do everything from clear people who uh, maybe there was some speculation about to further some of the theories that we're working on. So the next is just to continue on what we're doing, eliminate the information that we know is is not going to be relevant to the investigation and take all the new information and, and eventually uh, and, and we see this coming eventually we're going to narrow in on exactly what happened and uh, who did it from his mouth to god's ears that's, i hope they narrow in on exactly that, who this is and they get that's it. about the that's about the longest anybody has spoken uh, about this to the press on the other hand, uh, very, very short on details. Yeah. And once again, he gave uh, the, the reason. And they've been saying this the whole time. They can't give out information so that they don't tip off or hurt the investigation once they find the person. I Even, mean, they must think it's somebody in the immediate area then. Casey Concalvis, uh, um, and I get it. it. You can't even be upset. He's the father of one of the victims, you know, called the police cowards earlier this week because they're not releasing more information. And as a parent, if I was in his shoes, I, I would feel enraged also. So you can't really blame him as a parent, you know, because I, I don't know what I would do if that was one of my kids. Uh, I, I would just be absolutely losing my mind yeah it, it, probably it, even worse than he is it would be strange if he were not emotional yeah kby news time seven fifteen. phone lines open 208-336-3700 time for another check on what's going on with sports with rick worthington today it's brought to you by pork belly in cuna don't forget the pork belly sweet deal of the week coming up tomorrow morning nine o'clock you can get a 50 dollars gift certificate for only 25 dollars by going to kboi.com and clicking on the sweet deal link good morning well, we heard earlier this week that Boise State was pretty close to announcing who was going to be their next offensive coordinator, with Dirk Cutter on his way out at the end of this season. Well, we didn't expect that it would be yesterday, but at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, Coach Andy Avalos made the announcement that former Boise State quarterback Bush Hamden 
would be the Broncos' new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Here's what Coach Avalos had to say about him. Um, as we went through this uh, process, it was uh, very evident. Um, and as we know, being around Bush throughout this uh, profession here, I mean, we work together. It's been years now, but it's unbelievable um, the things that he's been able to accomplish, the things he's been able to grow in. Uh, he is a great leader that's proven of young men and leading men around him. Um, he is an unbelievable teacher. Uh, the way he communicates, the progressions uh, that he teaches within. Um, and we're talking about the development of the quarterback, the implementation of an offense, the ability to um, put an offense together and build a game plan. Um, he's done this uh, at a very high level. And uh, that experience, and again, it's not just the experience and what he's done, but how he does it is what excites us. And we'll be able to... Uh, Bring a, an offensive coordinator here that can create and continue to build on the standard that we've created here on our on the offensive side of the ball. Now, just for clarity, Dirk Cutter will be calling the plays during the Frisco Texas Bowl on Saturday. That game set to kick off at seven fifteen this Saturday evening, right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the morning market report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, uh, Dow down uh, 370 points as of uh, right now. Um, Yesterday, after Jerome Powell talked, just like you predicted, don't pay attention to what he says, pay attention to what he says afterwards when it comes to the Fed increase. And you saw about a 400-point Drop off on the Dow um, after he talked. What was uh, what was the the these things so bad that he said that the Dow reacted that way? You know, it's basically just the overall takeaway. And the Fed clearly signaled that the peak rate that was expected by the markets is going to go much higher, and that caused that initial reaction. So. Uh, the, the Federal Reserve, they expect that they need to raise rates next year and keep them there for longer. But you got to understand that the markets were actually pricing in rate cuts in the second half of next year, which, which is what the Federal Reserve clearly did not signal on Wednesday. Additionally, you have to look back to September. The Federal Reserve's forecast for the, uh, in, for their interest rate in September was 4.6%. They adjusted that median forecast to a peak interest rate in, of 5.1% in 2023. So over just a few months span, the Federal Reserve is saying, hey, in 2023, we gotta, we gotta continue to lift rates. We gotta continue to rise. So bottom line is they're gonna keep rates, they're gonna keep rates higher and they're gonna keep them there for longer. And that's not what the market was expecting. They were expecting rates to actually go down in 2023. So that's what we saw yesterday. Now you gotta look forward to today. You have the ECB, you have the Bank of England following suit as well. They both raised rates by half of 1%. And then let's look at the other data that came across today as well. You have retail sales for last month that came in worse than expected. And then you have initial jobless claims that came in lower than expected. And this is exactly what the Federal Reserve is looking at. They're, they're citing the biggest cause of inflation right now is wage gains. So as long as the, the job market stays strong, this makes the Federal Reserve's, uh, I mean, I guess job very, I mean, much more difficult. And then this is also kind of a worst case scenario. If we see, if we see inflation stay high, we see, we see wages stay high, but then we start to see retail sales continue to decline. 
that's where we're that's where we're in kind of a rough spot where we see actually economic growth slowing and we see actually inflation continuing to stay sticky so we don't know if that's actually going to be come to fruition this is just one month of data that we're seeing but uh, bottom line is the market did not like the comments and they did not like the signaling signaling of the federal reserve because they're likely to keep rates higher for longer, market was expecting them to actually cut rates next year, and at this point, we just don't know. It's unclear. Jeez. But well, Merry Christmas to you too. You're just a wealth of a whole bunch of great news this morning. Yeah, you, you know, we're, I was looking forward to talking about the Santa rally that we, the Santa Claus rally that we normally see in December, but I, I don't know if we're going to see it. I think we actually might run into some selling pressure going right. into the uh, going into the back half of December, which. Uh, if you were to ask me that beginning of the month, I would have said otherwise, but right. uh, it looks like we're going to be down today. Thanks, Jeremiah. Uh, we'll get an update. Looks like all the indexes are going to be opening up close, uh, Dow close to 400 points down here in a few minutes as they open up. We'll get an update from you in an hour and talk to you on a Friday morning, tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Federal Reserve today indicating that they are not done raising interest rates as we head into the new year. In fact, we can expect rates to continue to rise, perhaps not as aggressively, but continue to rise through next year. Some economists say we won't see the Federal Reserve start to cut interest rates until at least 2024. The average American carries about $5,000 on their credit card balance. If you take all the interest rate hikes into account, you're going to spend at least $1,600 more on interest just to pay off that credit card balance. So I think the big takeaway here is in this environment where rates are going to be moving higher for longer, uh, try to get that debt down as soon as possible. And if you can, squirrel away some emergency savings in case we do dip into that recession. Ouch. In case... Some people believe we're in a recession already, and some other people believe that there's no way we're not going to be able to I think, keep out of a recession in the coming year. I think some people are, are uh, basically in a permanent recession. I mean, it, it goes from person to person. Let's put it this way. If, if you've got uh, a large amount of money, chances are you're not noticing any kind of a recession or anything like that. But uh, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or even under that, it, it's probably hitting you big time. Dow um, now officially open, down 452 points. All three of the indexes are down. NASDAQ down 186 uh, points. Um, pretty much everything's in the red. Gold, crude oil, um, standard and poor, everything. I, I'm, I can't see anything in the uh, green as of uh, this morning. Hopefully, people that are listening have been listening to this uh, for the last eight, nine months and taken it to heart because some of the ways that you could help yourself as this was happening is by paying off your credit cards paying down your credit cards um, because those are the things that are affected like yesterday this was announced yesterday the half point increase and then today you're going to see increases in your credit card rates go up as soon as today in some instances uh, definitely going to be happening here over the next week credit cards what 17 to 25 percent interest <laughs> i got an advertisement for one the other day and it actually said uh, no interest whatsoever for a year, and then after that, it just 28.99%. Here's the thing. If you can take advantage of that, you have zero interest. Instead of having to pay you know, 20% or whatever your current rate is on your credit card, if you can be disciplined enough and get that 
take the zero percent because you heard in that report there um, how much you're going to be paying over a year for interest on a credit card with you know certain balances. Mm-hmm. If you have enough discipline, that can pay off for you. But if you don't, and a year from now. You're going to be paying 20, 28% interest, or it could be more than that because it's going to be going up because most credit card rates, almost all of them, are adjustable, right? That's uh, It depends on your bank. Yeah. 208-336-3700. It is 745. Let's get another check on. Let's go ahead with sports once again this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open. They open up every day, seven days a week, Monday through Sunday. With the exception of Christmas Day, they'll be closed that day, but otherwise, they are cooking. Good morning. Boise State has announced their former quarterback, Bush Hamden, as the new offensive coordinator for the football team. We know that the Broncos are getting set to play in the Frisco, Texas Bowl. Coach Andy Avalos answered questions from the media yesterday via Zoom. Coach, uh, when you look at uh, Bush's uh, background at a lot of different levels, pro, college, a number of different quarterbacks uh, that he's worked with, what impressed you most? Well, number one that he has done, he's he's coached multiple positions on the offense side of the ball at multiple levels, as you said. He's coached at uh, the highest level in college, um, in being power a power five coordinator. Um, he has coached in the NFL. He's coached quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been in and around different arenas. Um, and what comes from that again, uh, Bush has learned and grown through that experience. And and when you sit down and you guys get a, the opportunity to sit down and talk to Bush. You're going to see how sharp Bush is. We all, from being around him, and you know, I've obviously known Bush for a long time, and I'm extremely excited because of the growth that I've seen, and um, you know, and, and just uh, not only as a coach, but Bush as a man, and um, the type of person he is, uh, the ability to uh, again lead young men and lead a staff and lead help lead a program. Um, it's not just from the offensive standpoint, but he's been a part of some really good programs that he will bring the knowledge to to help lead our program. Once again, the Broncos playing North Texas in the Frisco, Texas Bowl on Saturday. Kickoff at 7.15 right here. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. And yes, we should reconsider whether you have the right to marry who you love. And that's not only the challenge ahead. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong. My first question when I heard this is, for these restaurants apparently that are throwing all these gay people out of restaurants, how do you know they're gay? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. I, do do they have cards? Do you, they wear a sign that says "I'm gay"? You mean, well, some do, not literally, but uh, figuratively, and uh, you know, well, some people. I mean, they don't hide it whatsoever. They don't care. But how 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 do you know when you say they don't hide it? How do you know they're gay? Definitively, yeah. yeah. I guess you don't unless you ask. That's that. That's my question. I mean, this was one of the dumbest things he said this week, and he says a lot of dumb stuff all the time. And this, I'm roundly criticized, by the way, after he said it um, on social media. Um, Jesse Kelly, um, conservative commenter, tweeted, Pro tip, people in America aren't getting thrown out of restaurants for being gay. But in just the last couple of years, they have thrown out, been thrown out for being Christian. They've been thrown out for being unvaccinated. 
Give him credit. No president has ever done more to solve completely made-up, non-existent problems than Joe Biden. That's podcast host Jerry Callahan. Radio host Dana Loesch tweeted, I've never seen a gay person thrown out of a restaurant, but I have seen progressives run conservatives out of restaurants. Richard Grinnell, who was the first openly gay man to serve in a presidential cabinet, tweeted, This only happens if it's a gay conservative because the intolerance are on the left now. Yeah, I, I I don't know who writes his speeches, but come on, man. Gay people aren't being oh. thrown out. They're not getting married in the morning and then being thrown it out was, of restaurants in the afternoon. Again, that was figurative. I mean, he was just, if there are still businesses that can refuse to serve somebody because they're gay, that's kind of what he meant. But that's not what he said. True. You're, you're, you're just assuming what he said. In context, or yeah. what you're assuming of what he meant, but that's in, why I said, as I said, in he, context, he has speechwriters. A speechwriter wouldn't have done a better job; shouldn't have done a better job of saying that nobody should be thrown out of restaurants. Well, even even though it's the, not the happening? issue, the issue wasn't about anybody being thrown out of restaurants. And by the way, not everybody should be exempt from being thrown out of restaurants. For instance, people who are making a mess and causing a problem. Or if they don't wear shoes, shirts. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. whatever the rules are. Yeah, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people being thrown out all over the place just because they're gay. But without, like I said, when I first heard this... Without necessarily violating your civil rights. Yeah, I, I, when I first heard this, it's like, how do people know that they're gay? How, how do you throw somebody out? How do you prove that they're gay and go, get out, you're gay. You have to get out of my restaurant. Which, by the way, is illegal. Because, as you mentioned, does violate your civil rights. Mm-hmm. KBOI News Time, 756. Uh, we'll take a break here. Phone lines open, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. By the way, keep those numbers handy. we got a chance for you to win those tickets coming up next Tuesday to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It's on the way before 10. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow continues with the sell-off down over 600 points as of uh, right now. Coming up here in 20 minutes, we're going to make you feel better about your life because we've got a chance for you to win a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida if you can answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call today, 208-888-4128. Our question today, Bad Santa is the uh, holiday movie that has the most swear words in it at 255, by far the most most our question today what movie has the second most cuss words in it checking in with 86 cuss words among christmas movies. among holiday movies yes christmas movies christmas or holiday movies if you know the answer stick around 20 minutes from now you can call in and get that 50 dollars gift certificate. the great one mark levin tonight at seven now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 807, it's 26 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Toll free from wherever you might be listening this morning, 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon Wireless, just hit pound 670. You can email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us, same as our main number. Keep that number handy, by the way, 208-336-3700. Chance for you to go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up next Tuesday. Eastern Michigan taking on San Jose State. Last football game 
game on the blue of the year. Chance for you to go absolutely free. Keep listening. Sometime within the next 90 minutes, we'll have a chance for you to win. The uh, sell-off stock market, 702 points down on the Dow right now, continues. Wow. How far will it go? We don't know. All everything is in the red today. I'm Russell two K, Nasdaq, Standard and Poor. I can't see. I can't read the words from here, but I, I'm seeing the the stocks going by, and it's like red, red, yeah, red. Okay, there's there's, there's there, one green, but I don't even know what it is. Ten year yield on the bond. Oh, okay, is in the green. That's the everything only else, thing. Red, everything red, else red, in the red. Yeah, red, 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 red. Oil, red. even oil is down. Um, I don't. I, I'm okay with oil keeping to drop because I I would like to see these gas prices. Continue to drop. I noticed this morning uh, coming into work, um, it is now down to four dollars. What was it? I'm going to have to remember here. Four twenty nine, I think. Where? Uh, on the on my way to work, one of the ones that I pass. I'm sorry, not not four three. Three seventy three is what I saw this morning. Three seventy three. Yeah, this one was uh, three. I think it was three seventy two. Okay. So it continues. It continues to drop. Uh, here in Idaho, we're still far behind the rest of the country, but um, we'll get a we'll get a watcher because they are predicting that gas prices are going to go back up after the first of the year because of the uh, cut again by OPEC cutting back uh, oil production because of oil prices continuing to drop. So they were trying to prop up those prices, which means gas prices for your Americans could be higher after the uh, first of the year. But I'm I'm liking the drop so far. We'll keep an eye on Idaho because they always say, hey, we always run behind, but we also go up slower than the rest of the nation. So when, uh, when and if that does happen, everything goes up eventually. Um, we'll get to see if we continue to be behind the rest of the country, just as we are right now with Idaho going down in prices. Uh, text message in 208-336-3700 says, no shoes, no shirt, no service, but the day I showed up with no pants on, all hell broke loose. <laughs> Even though the sign didn't say that, right? Yeah, signed, I'm sure the sign didn't say that. <laughs> Show um, me where it says no pants. <laughs> another, that's the George Costanza uh, excuse. Another text message says, sometimes you can tell a person is gay just by the way they carry themselves, act, or talk, and so forth. No, you really can't. You 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 may think you can, but you really can't. Yeah. George sent us this from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Uh and it's it has to do with the University of Missouri. It's about Bush Hamden. It says Missouri quarterbacks coach Bush Hamden had called plays for the Tigers the last several games of the season, but he won't take over as the team's offensive coordinator next season. That's because he's leaving for Boise State, his alma mater. And we knew that. But that's uh, acknowledgement from uh, where he's uh, been uh, employed lately. And by the way, he's taking a pay cut to come here. He was getting paid more at Missouri to be their quarterback's coach than he's going to be paid here to be the offensive coordinator. However, this is still a step up. If he wants to be a head coach one day, becoming an offensive coordinator and having success helps him make that step. And as you heard, as you said for this morning, all the different places that he has been over the mm-hmm. last 10 years – some of those places staying only a year at a time. Matter of fact, I think there's only two places where he stayed two or more years, correct? Washington and Washington Missouri. Washington and Missouri, yeah. Um, would lead to the fact that I think he does want to be eventually become a head coach somewhere. 
um, because of the fact that he has jumped around to different places. And he's been working his way up. Uh, I mean, Washington is a well-respected university when it comes to football. Um, and so is uh, Missouri. Now, I, I know in the SEC it hasn't always been, but since Eli Drinkwitz has been there, uh, Missouri has had uh, some successful seasons compared to what they'd had previous 10 years before he was there. So most, uh, I think this is just a stepping stone for him. I really do. Most coordinators, I think, do want to be a head coach. You've got, you know, there are some guys famous for being lifetime coordinators. Uh, Norm Chow comes to mind. And yeah. uh, and very he was very good. Uh, and he was actually a head coach at one point, but not for very long. Al Borges is another. Another very good offensive mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to give you an idea, um, you know, you have coaches. I, I, what was our uh, offensive coordinator, Tim Plow, got fired to the University of California. <laughs> He will be the quarterback's coach at the university. Or is it quarterback's coach? He's either quarterback's coach or another assistant coach. I'll have to look that up. But I found it interesting. He gets fired from Boise State University. His very next job is in a Power 5 conference at the University of California. So even though we didn't like what he did here, and he ended up... He's going to coach tight ends. Tight ends. There you go. Um, Didn't like what... You know, he did here as an offensive coordinator. My guess is he's going to be paid more to coach tight ends than he was paid here to be offensive coordinator. I don't know the actual pay, but that's my guess because Power Five, even yeah, all the all the assistants always make more money than you know non Power Five usually in most cases. Of course, he'll be living in in uh, Berkeley or thereabouts where it's very expensive to live. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. When we uh, come back, a chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida with the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That'll be coming up right after Bronco Sports today. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. Sean's going to get first crack at our uh, question today. Bad Santa, the holiday movie that has the most swear words at 255. By the way, it's by far the most swear words in a Christmas movie. In a holiday movie. movie. Might be some of the most swear words in any movie at 255. That's a lot. Which, by the way, I still love that movie. Um, our question today, though, is which holiday movie has the second most cuss words in it? Sean, what movie is it? Well, guys, I've never seen Bad Santa, but I have seen The Ref with Dennis Leary, which is the number two most swear words of any Christmas movie. 86 swear words. The Ref is, yes, the second most swear words. Um, by the way, The Ref is a great holiday movie. And what you mean? You've never seen Bad Santa? Never seen Bad Santa. I uh, I know about it, but I just have never taken the time to watch it. All right, you need to f and sit yourself down on your <laughs> fat blank and watch that tonight. It, it, I know it's a horrible I'll, movie, I'll, but it's it's hilarious. Maybe I'll watch the TV cut and see uh, see how that sounds. <laughs> it's it's not really family cinema. No, it's not something you want to sit down with your kids and watch. No. Uh, by the way, uh, don't watch Bad Santa two. It was horrible. Bad Santa one, good. Bad attitude, not good. Uh, rounding out the top ten, better watch out. 
I've never seen that movie. I've never even heard of it. 82 swear words. Die Hard checks in at number four with 77 swear words. Just Friends, another movie I haven't heard of. Have you heard of that? Just Friends? Just Friends. No. Holiday movie. There's a... There's a difference between holiday movie and revered holiday movie. <laughs> Black Christmas, um, number that six. One. That came out in 1974. Trading Places had 37 swear words in it. Yeah, some of that took place at Christmas time. Krampus, 37 swear words. Never seen that. Uh, Love Actually, I've seen that many, 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 many times. There's a revered holiday movie, 36 swear words. Mm -hmm. And also another very good holiday movie, The Family Man with Nicolas Cage has 32 swear words. Those are your top 10 movies not to watch with your kids. I'd like to have that job, counting swear words (laughs) in Christmas movies. Dang it! You just made me lose track. Now we got to go all the way back to the beginning. One, two... 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open. We'll take a break. We've got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour. If you want to email us, you can do that. Mike at KBY.com. Chris at KBY.com. Don't forget, we're not done with the winning yet this morning. We still have tickets to next Tuesday's famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Coming up here within the next 90 minutes, your chance to win, lock in that speed dial at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 to win those free tickets. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We asked Americans if President Biden or former President Trump should run again for president, and the answers are pretty definitive. Let's go through it. Should they run again? Trump, 30% say yes, 61%. That is a pretty good majority say no. Biden, 19% say yes, 70%. Say no. It's very interesting when you... You think, uh, you think either one of them will pay attention to that? Look at the polls. Well, obviously not, because Trump has already announced he's running for no. president. First person he's thrown his hat into the uh, that ring. Is, that is correct. Come to think of it. Um, what is, what is going to be interesting to watch here, and I, and I say this because if you look back at you know presidential runs over the past... I mean, Trump was probably not even one of the top 10 candidates in amongst all the GOP candidates when the, you know, when the race started getting and everybody started entering the race. Yeah, he was, uh, he he emerged from a group of like, what's 15 or 16? Yeah, and he wasn't considered to be even one of the top 10 candidates at the time. When you look at Joe Biden, Joe Biden was not considered one of the top Democratic candidates when the race for president and the Democrats and all their candidates, he was not considered one of the top candidates to run, and both of those two people won. Those are just our two most recent presidential elections. It's not going to be too far to go out on a limb here that the possibility of Donald Trump, who is the only person in the race right now, so he's the leader, yeah, <laughs> because he's the only one that has announced. It's not too much of a stretch to say he's probably not going to be the GOP candidate, even though he has been president in the past. He has a lot of support. He has a lot of money. But you always see a surprise candidate, it seems like, come to take the lead by the time the primary is over. Joe Biden, normally you would say, Joe Biden, not going to have a problem being the Democratic candidate, but he has his own questions. He's going to be 86 years old by the time he leaves office if he is elected president again. 
He's already the oldest president who has ever been president of the United States, and some people are saying that he's not mentally all there to be able to be president of the United States. Some people say the same thing about Trump. He's, what, four years younger, three years younger than Biden? Something like that, yeah. Trump was born in uh, 46, same as uh, George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. And, you know, Clinton, it's been 30 years since he was elected the first time. Trump has received backlash from some Republicans um, over many things. Most recently, um, his dinner with rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, and white nationalist Nick Fuentes, both of whom have uh, espoused anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Trump said he did not know about Fuentes' views before meeting him. You did, however, know about Ye's views before you invited him to dinner. So even if you were to believe, hey, I didn't know about Fuente's views, well, why did you invite Kanye to dinner Thanksgiving? Poll also found Trump's favorable rating among Republicans dropping from 75% in October to 64% in December. His unfavorable rating has also risen from 18% to 23% in that time. Pollsters, meanwhile, found President Biden leading a hypothetical head-to-head matchup with Trump 47% to 40%. If those two ended up being the candidates, GOP and Democratic candidate. Now, DeSantis in this poll, which, by the way, comes USA Today Suffolk University poll. DeSantis leads Biden in the poll by four points, 47 to 43 percent, if it was going to be DeSantis taking on Biden in the next election. Now, you can't put a whole lot of faith into this poll because we are. 23 months away from the next election. (laughs) You think something could happen during that time? Something could happen during that time. What I find interesting in this breakout is when you look at the numbers inside the USA Today Suffolk University poll, people like Trump's policies. They would vote for Trump's policies. They would vote for somebody who continues to push the policies that Trump had and espouses. However, when it comes to would you vote for Trump and his Trump policies, most of the voters say no. They want somebody else. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. This is, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, that you, your two leading candidates, a GOP candidate and the Democratic incumbent candidate, more people in each of their party would rather not see them run for president than would like to see them run for president. Have you, do you ever remember? I mean, you're better at remembering little historical facts like that. Do you mm-hmm. ever remember that happening where more people didn't want both the incumbent and the leading presidential candidate in the opposing party that more people didn't want them to run for president no, than g- did want them to run for president? Generally, by election day, one of them is a little more popular than the other one. I don't know if this is going to be the case this time around. Unless unless something drastic happens within the next yeah. 23 months. Actually, not even the elections in 23 months. Something drastic would happen have to happen within the next year because the presidential election will be full on within a year from now. Right. I just found that really, really strange that more people on the two candidates would rather not see them running for president. I just I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah, I don't know that it has. Uh, 2016 was the year that I remember that a lot of people 
were calling us up at the time and telling us that they didn't know who to vote for. They didn't like either candidate. And, you know, our, our advice was just, well, pick whichever one, you know, comes the closest to what you believe. And that wasn't what it was about. They didn't like their personalities. Right. It is going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch. And, I, I you know, I've already said that, you know, here here's my opinion on, you know, both candidates. Um, I don't know because Joe Biden is the incumbent. Uh, I don't. He said he's going to make a decision and will announce his decision sometime after the first of the year if he is going to run in the next election. Which you know, right now at this point, two years in, is kind of crazy to have an incumbent president saying, "I haven't decided whether I'm going to run for the next election yet." Yeah, it's always just been assumed that you're in the incumbent, easiest chance for you to get reelected again. Um, but he said he's going to announce that after the first of the year, but with good reason. I mean, 86 years old, even even if you know. You were a person, you know, that, that say America agrees with is doing a fantastic job. As a person who is going to be 86 years old when you leave office, do you want to spend those final few years, you know, of your life <laughs> running the United States? You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't mean that as a slam on Biden. I mean that as a person, you know, well, I mean, at 86, there's a good chance he might are. not make it out of office or a good chance he's going to be, you know, not alive I don't care much longer after he leaves. I don't care how old you are, because the same can be said of Teddy Roosevelt and and uh, John F. Kennedy, who were both in their early 40s. But you get run ragged. No matter what age you are, if you're president, uh, you have something to do just about every 15 mm-hmm. minutes all day long. All, not, and beyond just all day, it's like, you know, you're on call 24 hours a day. Is that something, you know, as an 80-year-old that you want to be doing? Maybe I mean, And maybe he does. You know, I don't know. Even on... Uh, Air Force One, you know, they don't really get a nap or anything. They can, but it's it's set up as it's it's a, a workplace. Oh, if I was on Air Force One, the fact that they have a bedroom in there and I was a president, I'd be getting on there and say, don't bug me for the next four hours. I'm going to go take a nice four-hour nap. Uh, that's that's me, though. Dave Beter got to ride with Obama on Air Force One, our, our mayor, when Obama was coming to uh, uh, Boise. And Beter uh, happened to be in Washington, so he bummed a ride with the president, uh, which I guess you can do. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, there was a full bar in the back, and he oh, was told he could. Too bad. He was told he could have uh, you know a few minutes with uh, Obama so they could talk. And he went to the back basically, and the guy says, "What do you have?" And so he ordered a whiskey, and he says it was just fantastic whiskey. <laughs> Guessing they don't put Idaho Gold as the whiskey of Prob- choice. On that probably, probably not. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this prediction right now, and you can come back here in 23 months and see if it's, it's right. You can remember this, Chris. I'm gonna say that uh, Trump and, and DeSantis, neither one is going to be. I don't know who is. You don't think DeSantis either? I don't, I don't think so either. Just because you always see a surprise person that comes in, I don't even. I don't even know if DeSantis will decide, no, I, don't, I want to wait for the next election cycle and not go against Trump. I don't know. I don't have any inside well, knowledge. But, but you know, DeSantis is pretty popular, even among the people who just think that uh, you know, Trump has aged out. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to make this wild prediction. It will not be Trump or DeSantis. Okay. All right. There's my wild prediction. We'll uh, come back in 23 months, see if I'm, I'm correct. Um, don't know about Biden. Depends on whether he runs or not. 208-336-3700, pounds, 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in, got phone lines that are open right now. Go ahead and give us a call. 
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854, uh, Dow still down 690 points, almost 700 points as the uh, market sell-off continues after the uh, comments yesterday from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. Uh, text message in it, 208-336-3700, no name on this, says, I truly believe Donald Trump is the only candidate that could lose to Joe Biden. Wow, that's saying a lot. You know, technically the only one who ever has. John writes in to say, the Democrats should nominate Senator Raphael Warnock for president. He is a good Christian, a great speaker, and has charisma to spare. If he can win two elections in Georgia, he can win anywhere. Um, this is an email on a subject we talked about yesterday about the investigation into the Boise Police Department. PM writes, uh, that guy from Arizona who called you guys yesterday morning was right on. Going to one of our neighboring states for an investigator instead of somebody from the East Coast would have been far cheaper for the city of Boise. I think this is all a witch hunt. I don't see officers being very open with the investigation. The mayor has shown she is hostile towards Boise LEOs, this is just going to fill a lawyer's pocket and increase the amount of uh, egg on her face. Joe says, hey, gents, for the first time in several months, another COVID wave is underway. In the past two weeks, reported cases have increased by 53% and hospitalizations have risen by 31%. Virus levels in wastewater, which can provide an advance warning of spread, are indicating a surge. It's complicated by the increase in flu and RSV infections, which are in addition to COVID flooding hospitals. Dig out your masks and party less hardy. Is anybody, after everything that's happened over the last two years, and this is a question to throw because I know how I feel, if you are either requested to or even required, say mask mandates come back, are you wearing yeah. masks? I mean, I'm not doing it again because well, it didn't show I've, any difference. I've got reservations Saturday night for a restaurant where it says right on the reservation that we expect you to wear a mask at least until you get to your table, and I'm going to. Yeah. Because well, I mean, that, that way they serve you food. Yeah. I mean, it's either you wear a mask if you're going to go to that place or you just don't go to that place. I mean, when they had the mask mandate in Boise, I just never went any place in Boise. I'm just curious. I'm going to throw it out there. 208-336-3700. Speaking of the Boise uh, investigation, we have an update on that. Boise City Council members suggest white supremacy problem could extend beyond the former cop who is being investigated and the Boise Police Department. We'll tell you about that coming up after news. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be a part of the show by participating. Call us up, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. Text us. Before we get you to the update on the investigation into the Boise Police Department, get to some uh, emails and phone calls uh, here standing by. Uh, Robin writes in uh, on the mask question that I asked. Not only no, but hell no. If masks works, then why don't they work? Quoting Bongino, I wouldn't shop or eat a place that mandates either. I have most of my groceries, etc., delivered these days. 
You know who really loves and would love to see a mask mandate come back in Boise? Uh, no who. All the restaurants in Caldwell and Nampa would love <laughs> a mask mandate to come they, back. They did pretty well during that time. The uh, Indian Creek Steakhouse, for instance, holds a thousand people. If they can get enough workers to handle a thousand people, uh, that restaurant holds a thousand people when it's jam packed full. That place when the mask mandate was going on uh, in Boise just did amazing yeah, amounts of business. Put me in the list of people who, uh, if given the choice, would put on a mask rather than drive an extra 25 miles to get to the restaurant. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people that just said, nope, not wearing a mask. And they drove across the border into Nampa or Caldwell, either one. Not everybody's in the same category, is it? No. Um, Anne in uh, Meridian, Anna, I guess it's Anna in Meridian. We were talking yesterday about the FTX collapse and the fraud, one of the, being called one of the biggest fraud stories in the United States. Um, Cryptocurrency. Yeah, we were talking about cryptocurrency, and would you like to see oversight? I'm not pushing for it. I'm just saying in this particular instance where there was $8 billion of money that people like you and I that were invested in through FTX lost their money, never going to be back again. And I had asked, would you like to see some oversight from the federal government when it comes to cryptocurrency to hopefully stop things like this. Um, she writes in, aren't we all using digital currency already? I rarely have actual physical cash on me. We tap uh, or slide a card everywhere now, and our computer somewhere tells me the merchant has accepted my payment. I have no idea if my bank actually transfers cold hard cash to the merchant or just keeps track of what's exchanged throughout the day and just settle it up at the end of the day. I tried to cash in a, or close an account by asking for cash. They insisted on a cashier's check, but I wanted cash. You're, I, I wouldn't call that a credit card digital currency. Yes, it's probably being used digitally instead of, you know, using cash. And there are some places that won't even accept cash anymore. Yeah, that's that's still odd to me. But you're still protected with your credit card. Not like with cryptocurrencies. For instance, if you if you lose your password to your cryptocurrency wallet, there is nothing anybody in the world, including God, can do to help you. That money is just gone. Until someday, somewhere, you happen to find your password so that you can get into your I, crypto wallet. I would go to a hypnotist. Probably go to the psychic, the one in Texas. She seems to be really good. That, no, I, that said who you know who the murders were caused by in Moscow. The hypnotist can usually get you to remember something that you've forgotten. The psychic can maybe you know guess. Paul in Nampa, you've been waiting on hold uh, very patiently this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, too, gentlemen. Hey, I, you have a lot of great topics on the board today, but I wanted to kind of touch bases with the cold fusion that went on at Lawrence Livermore Lab a couple of days ago. Did mm-hmm. you catch that one? Yeah. We talked about I it just, a little bit. Yeah, I'm just wondering where they got the power for those 20 giant lasers. I mean, how much power did it take to get that to get that little pencil eraser size thing to give out the energy that they're saying that it gave out? Oh, you didn't hear that part? They plugged it into a current bush. <laughs> they plugged it into what? A current bush. 
Now, what is that? As opposed to the old George Bush? Uh, no, current bush is, you know, a bush that has uh, current berries on it, and you can make current jelly and things like that. <laughs> the reason I'm staring at you is because if I said something like that, this is how you would stare at me. I don't stare at you because I know you can't see me from that far away. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> I can feel you staring at me. I'm just wondering how much power it took to get that thing going with 20 of those giant lasers. You know? Yeah. And then what do you, well, you, you get power next I mean, the point of the experiment was they actually got more power back than they expended. So no, no matter how much they used, they got more back. I had a brother-in-law that worked there for 30 years. Uh, he retired a few years back, but... He never would have saw anything like that. I'm sure that he worked towards us in the time that he spent there. Hmm. Um, yeah. The only other thing is, do they? does the city of Boise give a list of the amount of LGBTQ plus, minus, whatever, um, the events that they're going to have in the course of a 365-day year? And does the public have any kind of say in whether or not they would like to have them, like to have them, or maybe cut back on the amount that they're having of them. No, the public really doesn't have any say on it. If they go through the rules of applying for permits and things like that, somebody, uh, you know, in, in the uh, in the government can turn down the permit, but the average person can't just go and say, "Hey, we don't like this, so don't let don't give them a permit." Yeah. and that's that's true yeah. of anybody too. Anybody can apply for permits. Yeah. Of course, if you apply against them in protest, then you're on the watch list with the DOIJ, Department of Injustice. So you got to be careful what you do and who you say to what. That that part's always true. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Morning, guys. Hey, I usually call in to complain, but today I'll actually give you a little answer on something. On that last caller on where they got the energy to fire those lasers. I forget how many megajoules of energy it is, but just to give you background, my son three years ago was an intern on that project. He worked with that project. And uh, so I know this kind of secondhand through him, but what they did was they transfer that, that amount of energy, by the way, is more than the entire United States electrical grid carries wow. at one time. <laughs> but what they do is they fire the lasers in the middle of the night and they bring all the power in on the grid. They shoot it into one spot at one time for just, it's, it's less than a, it's just a tiny minute fraction of a second that they use it to fire those lasers. And that's why they don't have a blackout or a burnout on the grid. We did the same thing over at black Canyon irrigation. When I was on the board of black Canyon, when they go to start the pumps on that irrigation project, Black Canyon Dam runs enough power to run all five of those pumps. But when they go to start them for the first part of the season, they don't have enough electricity just to start one of them. They have to call Bonneville Power Administration and schedule that power to be shipped down here just to start the first pump. Once that pump's going, it makes a current, uh, water current, that comes in, spins <laughs> the other turbines, then they can start all the other pumps. But, yeah, they, they have to ship power from here to there throughout the country, and that's where they get the power to fire those lasers. It's a, it's a beautiful project. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing how complicated the whole thing is from one end to the other. And I hope it works. I really yeah. do. I hope that, you know, maybe someday that'll, that'll mount to something. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it.
You bet. Listening to, uh, we're talking about energy this morning. I was listening to uh, one of our early morning shows from uh, Fox that comes on up until 4 o'clock in the, or I think it's up until 5 o'clock in the morning. No, it's 4 o'clock, sorry. Um, And they were talking, they had a a gentleman on who was uh, discussing, you know, where our power is going to be coming from in the future. And he really believed that with, uh, in, you know, 20, 35 years from now, that most of the world is going to be getting their power from seawater, hmm. which, you know, solves a couple of problems. Well, if our, our seawaters are rising, it's a good thing to use because there's a, an abundance of it. Yeah, I was going to say, there is an awful lot of that in the world. I don't know if that's going to come true, but he was 100%. He goes, we're still going to ha- be using, <laughs> he, made, he said, in 35 years, we're still going to be using oil. He goes, we're going to be using electric vehicles. We're going to ha- have, uh, what's the, um, hydrogen power, um, vehicles. Um, but a lot of that hydrogen power, he said, is going to be coming from seawater. And he said that they're currently working on, um, perfecting those technologies as of right now. I just found it interesting. It's, it's hard to predict, but I mean, you look at things, technology that we have now that we didn't have 35 years ago. And you go back 35 years, mm-hmm. Chris, you and I could do this, and you look ahead to now and the technology you have, you would never have dreamt you, up some you, of the you, technology you we have right now. You can't because it's exponential. Uh, you know, the, the more sophisticated computers get, the more they themselves are able to design and uh, invent things. Think back 35 years, cell phones weren't a thing. Yeah. Um, you would never have thought that we would be able to do today what you, we do. I mean, my cell phone is my computer. That's my handheld computer. I do almost all my work. I do. I pay my bills. Everything on a computer. My mine would on be, my cell phone. Mine would be, with, but with my eyesight, I got an iPad because because yeah, well, yeah, it's be bigger. Because yeah. it's bigger. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But the the commuting, and we've talked about this before. I think most people know this. the The amount of power that you have in your cell phone today was more power than NASA had mm-hmm. when they first started when they landed launching on the moon. into yeah space, yeah. which is just well, crazy. More computer. Capacity, anyway. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll give you the update on uh, something we talked about uh, yesterday. But a Boise City Council member um, has weighed in on the investigation into whether or not white supremacy uh, and racism exist within the Boise Police Department. This person suggests white supremacy problem um, extends beyond the former cop and beyond the police department. Like to hear what she had to say coming up here next. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. Kathy in New Plymouth writes in, we were talking about cryptocurrencies, uh, said, uh, Starting with the password issue, you are correct. However, there are two options to hold a crypto wallet, custodial and non-custodial. Custodial is similar to having a bank control your money. A company like Coinbase is responsible for holding um, your passwords or keys so that you don't have to. That way you don't forget your password. Non-custodial means it's on you and you choose to go that route. You are uh, probably educated on how to do it. Um, FTX wasn't a bank, therefore it wasn't FDIC insured. Coinbase is FDIC insured, protecting its customers. The entire point to crypto is decentralized. Banks are centralized, meaning they take fees left and right. Oh, this is Chris and Eagle, I guess. Um, first of all, uh, you are incorrect. Coinbase is not 
an FDI-insured bank or cryptocurrency, um, not insured or guaranteed or subject to protections of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. So if you lose $100,000 due to fraud through your Coinbase account, you're out of luck. It is not going to be replaced because it is not. So you're mistaken. Coinbase is not an FDIC-insured cryptocurrency. So that's that's a, that's the problem you run with a lot of these cryptos. They're not insured. That's that's why I asked the question: Would you like to see cryptocurrency fall under federal regulations? I'm not saying it should or it shouldn't. I'm just curious with what's happened to FTX and so many um, other different cryptocurrencies that have seen uh, fraud or money stolen. Would you like it to be under? federal regulations so that you could possibly be protected when something like that happens. I don't know. I'm not into cryptocurrency. I don't know a lot about it, but that's why we asked the question earlier this week. Uh, Another story we wanted to get to uh, here. We talked about somewhat about this yesterday, but this came out um, after our show. Um, While lawyers on Tuesday updated Boise's mayor and city council on their investigation into the behavior of former Boise police captain, with white supremacist ties, city council member Lisa Sanchez suggested the issue could extend further into the city itself, saying, quoting here, my concern is that we scapegoat one department when we may have issues that permeate our entire organization. It's not one individual, Sanchez says. We live in a city that is was based on white supremacy. Our departments reflect our community. She's concerned, she added, that addressing whatever issue may or may not be discovered by the investigation into the police may let the rest of the city's entities off the hook. Sanchez said, also, it's possible the former police captain, get this, former police captain Matthew Bringelson was infected with his racist beliefs by the city rather than his thoughts influencing the police department. Hmm. That's a pretty strong statement. Yeah, and I, I would think people affected by it probably don't care which it is. Not all people of color, by the way, feel the same way. Gem State, in the Gem State, black leaders in the community, including Charles Taylor, president of the Treasure Valley NWACP, and Philip Thompson, the Black History Museum executive director, said that Treasure Valley is receptive and accommodating and that Idaho lacks oppressive systems unlike many other western cities. Hmm. This investigation into the police department is not aimed at whether any police officers held racist beliefs, by the way, but rather whether their policing was impacted through the actions like traffic stops, arrests without probable cause, or abusive conduct with members of minority communities. That's according to attorney Michael Bromwich. Bromwich, by the way, is one of the people who is going to be leading the investigation toward the end of the meeting. Mayor Lauren McLean reiterated the investigation wasn't about belief, but about actual behavior, mm-hmm. which I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Saying they're, we they're believe not, this person was racist. They're can't. not policing his thoughts. They're policing his actions. Right. And, and I'm so glad that she reiterated that they're not going to be investigating beliefs and policing beliefs. It's going to be the actual actions that happen. Because I, a lot of people and some of the people who have called in here, We're like, you can't police beliefs or thoughts, but you can police actions if those thoughts cause certain actions. Now, what they've got to decide is if he simply expressed his opinion to another police officer uh, based on what that opinion is, is that wrong? I still find the the, the most (laughs) 
amazing inflammatory thing of this whole article, um, Council Member Lisa Sanchez saying that Bringleson wanted to find out if Bringleson was infected with his racist beliefs by the city. So in other words, the city caused his racist beliefs rather than his thoughts influencing the police department. Did you did you uh, get that attitude here in Boise, sir, or was it growing up in you know Mississippi? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in your thoughts, got phone lines that are open right now. You can also email us Chris at kby dot com or Mike at kby dot com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Stock, at least the Dow, approaching 800 points on the downside. 788 right now. It's continued the uh, sell-off. NASDAQ is down 329. Standard and Poor is down. Uh, I'm trying. There, there's very just little red, very little green on the market at all. Bitcoin is down. Ethereum is down. Crude oil is down. Um, I guess there is one bond, a 10-year bond, is the only thing in the green so far today. After the sell-off, it was announced yesterday by Jerome Powell that uh, they to expect more Fed increases on rates through all of 2023 and into 2024. Some people had hoped and thought that maybe the uh, easing, because we had seen uh, positive movement as far as inflation is concerned, that they may be easing it into 2023 and Pretty much amounts yesterday that uh, you can expect increases through most of 2023 as of right now, unless something drastically changes within the next uh, few months, which is always a possibility. Text message in at 208-336-3700 says, I believe Lisa Sanchez is, Sanchez is also on the record saying she never had kids because she didn't want them to die because they aren't white. That sounds pretty racist to me. Yeah, you're, you're not or, wrong. Or, or, it's, or it's a reaction to perceived racism. Did Is that what she's talking about? That that, that kind of racism is what caused Matt Ringelson? Probably. And his not. racist thoughts and, and not necessarily racist thoughts she's just from expressed, him going she, into the Boise she, Police she's Department? Ex- she's expressing that she believes that exists around here, yeah. Roseanne says... If DeSantis does not run in 2024, he misses a window of opportunity. He would not have held office for two years if he chooses to run in 2028. Uh, Unless he runs for governor again and gets elected in 2026. Considering he won, what, by 70%? (laughs) Unless something drastic happens in Florida. I mean, you know, when he doesn't run for president. And I'm not, when I said that. uh, when you have that many votes, uh, you pretty much can stay as many terms as you yeah. like, usually. Unless you and what, when I made that prediction earlier this morning, I, that wasn't necessarily just because I didn't think DeSantis wouldn't run as uh, president or announce that he was going to be running in pre- as president. Um, he may announce. I mean, he's definitely more popular, as you heard in that uh, USA Today Suffolk poll, is more popular uh, specifically in running against Joe Biden than Trump is. Um, in the uh, poll, Trump would lose to Biden if the election were held right now, based on that poll. If the election were held now, DeSantis would win against Biden. Now, DeSantis may, you know, very well decide, I don't want to go up against Trump in a primary. It could get, you know, really ugly. 
and maybe hold off on, on doing it. I don't necessarily know one way or the other if that's going to be the case or not, because you're right. Um, I don't think DeSantis has ever been more popular on the national spotlight than he is right now, right? No, I don't think so. So, I mean, if he was going to run, I don't think he's, I, I will maintain my thoughts that he would never make an announcement that he's going to run for president probably until sometime late next year. Just because he just got elected governor, it would look really bad to get elected well, governor and then plus as three as months you, later start running for president. As soon as you make the announcement, you kind of have to get your campaign going. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's going to want to spend as much time as he possibly can in doing the business for the state of Florida before or if he announces his run for president. So he's not going to be one of those early people to jump into the race. I fully expect Mike Pence to be one of the people that will probably announce fairly soon because what else does he have going on? You know what I mean? If he, if he yeah, is going I to do. run. John writes in and says, FTX and crypto ever played the game Cakewalk where there is a circle of chairs and each time one chair is removed. Actually, I think that's musical chairs. Yeah, I think that's musical chairs. Cakewalk is where you, you do walk around to music, but when it stops... You what, get a free you know, cake. Well, whatever cake, whatever cake you're next to, if they draw your number, you get that cake, right? That's how. Yeah, that's how that's okay. how that works. You get you get free cake on, on uh, you know the uh, what was the game you said? Um, I just forgot the name again. Musical chairs. Musical chairs. There there are losers in that in that there's not a chair for you to sit in. Yeah. You don't get a cake. You don't get a chair. Uh, anyway, let's whatever game it, it's called. He says, uh, bottom line, someone loses each time the music stops. This is the same with crypto, except the crypto decks are stacked against you if you gamble and think you can win. You're better off going to a casino and master one of the table games. At least you have a fighting chance. And the one with the best odds is blackjack, if you know how to play. I would say, and this goes into the whole knowledge thing. The reason I'm not involved in crypto is I don't know enough about it to invest. I just, I just don't, and I don't like well, investing I know, in things that I don't know anything about. I know enough about it. I know that if I put like you know, twenty grand in it, it would probably be down to zero by the next day. <laughs> See, that, that's how much I know. And I, I, my point was, you're not wrong. I mean, if I'm going to gamble with money, I have a better chance of winning if I take that twenty thousand dollars and go and playing poker, because I, I know enough about poker that I can actually win at that game. Yeah. Cryptocurrency, to me, putting $20,000 in is putting it in and then keeping my fingers crossed and hoping. If you're going to play with 20000 though, do remember to drive to Nevada first. You mean from now on? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, you know, saying, if, you, if you're if you playing poker for $20,000 around here, someone, legally. someone will probably... You mean, yeah, you mean legally. Uh, you, yeah, legally. Yeah, because there, there are illegal games going on every single day. I know of a game that goes on here... Um, once a month, where the buy-in is ten thousand minimum buy-in is ten thousand dollars. Seriously, minimum buy-in around here. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay then. And they usually have no problems filling that table. Not by me. Don't think that that's me in any way, shape, or form. By is, the way, is there a guy at the door who, for some reason, uses the phrase "forget about it" a lot? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Just wonder. these. By the way, these are not games that are you know advertised on Facebook or you know they're very exclusive. Go out to certain people they know who have a lot of money and say, hey, we're holding this game again this month. It's going to be here. Have a tendency not to tell. Yeah. Um, John writes in and says, actually, to fire the lasers or startup motors, they use capacitors. In the case of the lasers firing, it's a large capacitor bank that supplies the energy. 
This allows them to store up a charge over a period of time so it doesn't deplete the power grid. It's on the scale of mega gigafarads. The uh, uh, beauty of the fusion experiment is they got more energy out with long-term caustic radioactive byproducts. I don't even know if I'm saying farads right, but I know that it's uh, it's a unit of measurement when it comes to capacitors, but believe me, that's as far as I understand about it. Now, and I don't understand a lot about this either, but when you say it comes from capacitors, capacitors don't generate their own energy. I mean, that energy is still stored from somewhere. That energy has to come from someplace. Yeah. Even if it's stored over a long period of time, it's still a massive amount of energy that has to be stored because capacitors just don't make their own energy. So still, once again, you're having to come up with energy someplace to fire those lasers. This uh, message is uh, anonymous, but it says uh, steam power. I would like to see steam-powered cars in the future. (laughs) It's a great clean technology that could solve a lot of problems. It is far more better than electric and could be used on big rigs as well as commuter cars. I think it could be the best hope for our future. It would be as cheap as water to operate. What a coincidence. In the uh, old days, there were a lot of steam-powered vehicles before gas came along. All right, so you have a few problems here with steam power. Number one, why don't you ask Jay Leno how steam power works and how good he thinks that it is after he's completely had to have three skin grafts um, after getting burned. Here's the other thing. What are you burning? That, that steam power just doesn't make steam by itself. Once again, you run into that same problem. And granted, it's not electricity, and it's not oil that you're burning, but you're burning something. Yes. Is said, it, is said it water, coal? Said, is, well, said water has to get hot first. Yeah. yeah. So you're either burning coal or you're burning a massive amount of uh, firewood to heat that. If every single car in America, and how many cars in America do we have? Something like 30? Uh, several dozen by now. Um, I don't know if it's hundreds of millions, but um, there's a lot of cars in America. Think about if every one of those cars needs a quart of wood a month to drive, um, you're going to run out of forest pretty quickly. <laughs> Just guessing. Uh, Gary in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Yeah, I, I don't personally own any cryptocurrency, but I have a nephew who's very much into it and i mean lives and breathes it i guess and i was talking to him a few months ago before all the market crashes and stuff and he he his his holdings are a couple million and and he told me he fully expected it to drop 75 percent so you know some of them you know he's the most knowledgeable guy i know that's holding it and he holds it in his own wallets and you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, but have you have you talked to him? Being that knowledgeable, he he was already counting in a seventy five percent drop. Have you talked to him recently? Um, I was just curious if he had invested with FTX, you know, and all the eight no, billion dollars no, in fraud not, that was lost. He, he did not invest in any of those holding companies or whatever smart, like that. Smart he man. had his own private hold his own private wallets and all that. Like I said, he was very knowledgeable about the whole system, but yeah, but even, even being as knowledgeable as he was, I mean, he, he was already counting in a 75% loss. So my question with this, if he knew he was going to lose 75%, why didn't he just sell out, wait for the 75% loss? You claim he's knowledgeable and then buy back in after the 75% loss happened 
I, I mean, that's that whole thing of buy, I, I think buy he, low, I sell think he high, was right? To, I think he was trying to keep the government out of He's trying to figure out how to get the money out without having to pay taxes on ah, it. Good luck. The tax man always gets his cut. But All right. But thanks yeah, for the call. He, yeah. Appreciate Bye. it, Gary. Tax man is always going to get his money. He's always going to get his cut. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment is on the way. As promised, it is time. We've got a pair of tickets to Tuesday's game on the blue. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I haven't seen in the past, and I know they quit doing this uh, with COVID, so they might not be doing this again this year. Um, they had you know, made two tons of French fries in the past. Mm-hmm. We just got to get up and go get your free French fries from famous Idaho Potatoes. I don't we, know if they're we, still we doing will, that or we not. We'll have to find out. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Anyway, you got tickets to the game right now. If you are caller number six, 208 336 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, uh, you can also call us toll free 1 800 529 5264. Caller six, those tickets are yours. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 950, congratulations, Vic Martin. Vic's headed to the uh, football game coming up on Tuesday. Eastern Michigan taking on uh, San Jose State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Where, by the way, there is a French fry feed. <sighs> Free French fry feed provided by Simplot. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, Two tons of French the, fries. In, mm. the, in the fan zone, there's the famous Idaho potato truck with the big potato on it. Uh, St. Luke's Fit One Family Field Day, which is actually in the indoor facility, the Kevin Williams Indoor Facility. Uh, military equipment, they've got uh, cornhole competition, and live music from the front. I'll, I'll go ahead and give my joke from two years ago, which is uh, at a potato feed, you get live music from the front. At a bean feed, you get live music from the back. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. Wait, hold on. Can you see that? See, I'm star- <laughs> now I'm staring at you. I, I can feel it. I can't see it, but I can feel it. I can, I, would, feel, I, I can feel your icy stare. By the way, if you are one of the people lucky enough to win these tickets that we've been giving away, Nate Shelman will have another chance for you to win tickets coming up this afternoon. We'll have another pair for you tomorrow morning. Um, I would highly suggest, I've, I've been to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl a few times, um, don't just go for the game. Seriously, it, it it is a very fun tailgate atmosphere. Go two or three hours before the game because there is a lot of stuff to do and it is a lot of things for the family to There's do, There's an ESPN zone. There you go. Like I said, the the price of admission is, is worth that two tons family field day. of free French fries. Did I yeah. mention free French fries? Yeah, you get a free French fries, and it's delicious. They fry it up right there. It's not cold, hot, steaming French fries made right there at the stadium. You know what so. they have in the ESPN zone? ESPN? Beer. Oh, beer. That's beer, food, good- games, a live DJ. Uh, much Which better, is much, much better, better than, than a dead, dead DJ. <laughs> uh, lounge area, uh, TVs, and prizes and giveaways. That's fantastic. Nathaniel, quit shaking your head. Great minds think alike.
Um, Idaho Boy writes in, it looks like the mayor and city council of Boise are looking to disrupt Boise Police Department. They're being vindictive and most likely have a more submersive, a subversive reason for doing this, being that they are Marxists. They're going to do, make up a lot of nonsense and lie. History has shown you can never trust a Marxist. They have to lie to get their ideology implemented and lie to keep it going. Do not trust anything they say. Find out for yourself. Well, except for the fact here, and I'll point out, Idaho boy, that they are not doing the investigation. And I think that's a very smart thing that the mayor didn't go, we're going to do an internal investigation of our police department. They're doing an investigation from outside. Now, whether you like the fact that they went and paid up to a half a million dollars from an East Coast firm to investigate outside, or whether you think that the uh, Idaho Attorney General, or maybe even another state, not every law do firm, the investigation. Not every law firm, by the way, knows how to investigate a police department or uh, has any experience doing so. So, so another, it, another good it is, point. It is good to get one that knows, or seemingly knows, what they're doing. Yeah. Another good point. Um. No name on this email, Mike at KBY.com. Uh, I didn't touch a mask the entire pandemic. I knew they were not about keeping us help, healthy, but about showing us who is willing to comply, and I won't wear one now if they tell everyone to do it again. My family and I will not comply if our country joins in on the next lockdown over climate. We've always had weather. It's not egocentric enough to think I could destroy the earth. Don't create it. Can't destroy it. Won't uh, lockdown. To supposedly save it. What a lie, just like the pandemic. You got two subjects in there. We were just yeah. asking the question on whether or not you would wear masks uh, or if you were required to wear masks like, um, you know, previously here in Boise, would you would you do it or would you go and take your business other places? I personally, from what happened the last time, I just don't see um, a lockdown ever coming again. I wouldn't say ever, but for the COVID pandemic or the COVID, even though Joe Biden said it's over, that it's still going on uh, for either that I, I or to, I, I don't even think mask mandates will come back to Boise. I, I just don't think it, it would happen. I had a guy tell me a month ago, he was telling me all about how everything was fake. And he says, now, I've never been to medical school, but I know what I'm talking about when it comes to medicine. <laughs> and I thought, how? He how, might, is, how is that? He actually? might have had a face Facebook medical degree. You don't know. No, it's true. I don't. I don't know. He may have done some studying up on his own. That's about all the time we uh, have for today. Uh, make sure you're listening in tomorrow morning. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything. So something we didn't talk about today, you have a chance to bring it up tomorrow morning. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Once again, tomorrow morning, a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida, plus tickets to the famous Idaho.